You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. A week after police responded to hundreds of schools across the country for what turned out to be bogus reports of active shooters, Senator Chuck Schumer is calling on federal law enforcement to crack down on these so-called swatting incidents. WXXI's David Andriotta has more. Schumer spoke at Brockport High School, one of 226 schools across New York that were swatted on March 30th. He called the wave of attacks unprecedented and pledged to direct $10 million to the FBI for investigating the incidents and to start tracking them, something the agency currently doesn't do. How many were from overseas? How many occurred here? How many used this language? How many used that language? Maybe this is one person. Maybe it's a whole lot of people. We just don't know yet. The FBI does investigate swatting incidents, but spokeswoman Jeannie McBride explained that tracking the universe of them is difficult. Because some of these are 911 calls and they go to the local law enforcement agencies sometimes first and they don't come directly to us, not all the time. That's why uh, they're not all reported if not every local law enforcement agency reports them to the FBI. The swatting incidents last week prompted similar responses at schools across the country. Brockport High School went into lockdown and students were ordered to hold in place while police conducted a search of the building. Police found nothing but beefed up its presence at the school for the next two days out of what the school district called an abundance of caution. Speaking alongside Schumer, Brockport Superintendent Sean Bruno described the toll the swatting incident took on the community. One single phone call causes trauma to 1,200 people in this building and thousands outside of this building. David Andrietta. WXXI News. New York State Comptroller Tom DiNapoli says nursing homes have to be prepared for a future crisis and even another pandemic. His office is conducting a follow-up review of last year's audits that determined that New York nursing homes were underprepared for COVID-19. The audit also found that the Cuomo administration underreported nursing home deaths by as much as 50 percent. Janapoli says New Yorkers want answers about what happened to their loved ones. Families are still asking the question, what went wrong? Did my loved one's death, did it even get counted? The purpose of our review is to really say, are we prepared? God forbid we end up with a similar situation to make sure it doesn't play out the way it did last uh, over the past couple of years. Dinapoli expects the review to be completed in a matter of months. He was a guest on WXXI's Connections with Evan Dawson. Healthcare institutions and workers continue pushing for an increase in Medicaid funding in the next state budget. And a rally held at Strong Memorial Hospital on Wednesday. Members of the Service Employees International Union and hospital officials called on state leaders to invest $2.5 billion in New York's health care budget. They say this would support a higher minimum wage for health care workers and make up for a funding loss resulting from changes to the state's Medicaid drug reimbursement program. Todd Hobler is executive vice president for SEIU's Upstate Division. He says the loss of Medicaid funding will compound an existing health care crisis. Our health care institutions are underfunded, under-resourced, understaffed. The workers are underpaid. They don't have the same level of benefits and quality of work as other health care workers in, in, in parts of the state that have higher reimbursement rates for Medicaid. 
Union workers are calling for a 10% increase in the Medicaid reimbursement rate for hospitals and a 20% increase for nursing homes. The union also wants the health care workers' minimum wage raised to $21.25 by 2027. Even though it's spring break, some students in the Rochester City School District were learning some valuable lessons. As WXXI's Alex Crichton tells us, they participated in virtual financial literacy classes. Well, what is school without a quiz or two? Why would someone use a savings account if they offer such low interest rates? Students were playing a financial literacy game on Wednesday with 22 questions that put their knowledge about finance to the test. The answer is... It can be used for short-term savings or emergencies. That's Levi Silverow with Advantage Federal Credit Union helping conduct the lessons and the game. The credit union is partnering with the district for the classes. They cover everything from banking basics and building credit to learning about money market accounts, high-yield savings, and custodial accounts. The students come from six schools in the district, and Lisel Taylor, director of community schools, wanted to know from them what they were getting out of these spring break classes. Can you tell me, you know, one thing you learned so far from taking these courses uh, yesterday and today? I learned the difference between a checkings account and a savings account. That's awesome. Another benefit from the program is that students will be able to open a youth account at the credit union upon completion of the course. And for those who may not know, interest is typically compounded daily in a money market account. Just goes to show you that sharpening your financial literacy skills is a wise investment. Alex Crichton, WXXI News. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.